What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB, and welcome to another episode of the Heart Combos Podcast, where we believe it's not a hard conversation, it's a heart conversation. This week, we are jumping into part two of the conversation between Raffiné and Caleb Sean. For those of you who don't know, he is a world-renowned producer, an incredible musician. He's played for the likes of Beyonce and has most recently finished his tour with PJ Morton. And so he is a, an extremely talented dude. So glad he's been able to join us. In the first episode, he talked about his struggle with perfectionism. And in this episode, we'll hear him continue his story about the relationship that he has with his father. So we want you guys to join us this episode, but stay tuned to the very end where Raffin and I will give you our debrief of a couple of highlights from Caleb's story. All right, take it away, guys. Everything was like under my dad's like my life was like i lived my life under my dad's household like everywhere i go like oh i can't do this or i can't act this way or i can't do this 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 or he'll never oh i can't let them know that i that i've ever been drunk before or that i've been drunk many times (laughs) or that i've been you know um you know what i mean or whatever the case yeah you know what i mean like or whatever the case whatever the thing is like whatever the iniquity whatever the circumstance like I, I, i can't talk about this i lived my life trying to be perfect trying to because because my dad did the same thing i saw him get into very make very poor decisions very poor decisions but not not like own them mm-hmm. and and not walk and like and live in forgiveness and repent and like i'm gonna just turn to you lord and i'm gonna be an example and i'm gonna give this to you but like but instead i just saw him pretend and act like everything was okay and act like nothing ever happened and act like you know what i mean i just saw him yeah. i saw him pretend and so that i like i had i took as god was breaking me from things and i was learning things at, at the church i've been in, like just growing like tremendously like breaking fear off of me and like like realizing like i don't have to like i don't have to be afraid to like 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 i could just be who i am like you don't like caleb like I'm such a giver. I'm such a people person. I would let people take advantage of me. I was afraid. I was not completely afraid of conflict because I would show argue with anybody, but I wasn't <laughs> a, all the way afraid of confrontation, but I definitely didn't like confrontation. Okay. And I had to grow out of that. But all those things happened as the Lord revealed things to me. And I was like, I need to talk to my dad because like, I don't like, I'm tired of like walking around and pretending like everything is okay like we don't have a real relationship pops like mm. we don't have a real relationship like i'll be at the house and the reason why i made mention to my me being in my parents house is because i would just be at home and like he would just like leave the house like when my mom would go to work she just still treat me like i'm like a, her little four-year-old she's you know she just <laughs> come walk in the room hey sweetie i'm like you know and me i sleep till 10 p.m. because I mean, I mean or 10 a.m. rather because I'm an entrepreneur I can get up when I want to and so she'd come walking in and you know and just do she would always do that my dad would just leave the house he wouldn't say that if he come back in he wouldn't say nothing to me and that would bother me like for years I'm like how is it that you come like I'm here like you're not going to even say hey what up son you up what you doing you know you got something you know, hey what you got planned for the day you you, you ain't wasting yeah. time you know nothing like you don't even talk to me like what's my favorite color dad like like did you know that light blue is my favorite color like for real for real? did you even know that like what's my like what like there's more to me than just music and so while he was he was um present physically he was not present um as a father and and, and at a certain point um he just kind of just went left and and he stopped fathering me and my siblings and so again like i, I wasn't affirmed and so when you when you when you're not affirmed, you deal with rejection. You start to begin to do what you don't. People, when people reject you, you don't know what to do. Oh my God. So I, I always struggle with rejection. Like I never felt mm-hmm. like I fit in anywhere. So rejection was big. Like, man, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be, you know, and then that all plays into your identity. So like knowing who you are and then it's all layer because I'm a quote unquote, I'm a McCampbell. So the McCampbell family, we're oh, you're one of the McCampbell boys. Oh yeah, he's one of the McCampbell boys. Oh, they're all gifted. They're all they all oh they grew up and they love Jesus and they all oh you're McCampbell. You can't act that way. You can't do it. And it's like actually, I'm I'm a child of God and I'm pretty sure that God assigned me to your seed to my mother's womb and y'all were just the conduits by which I came through. But I actually I'm actually God's, <laughs> and I had to realize that like that I think it's Jeremiah. 
five, is it Jeremiah one five or five one? I always mess it up. I think it's one Jeremiah one five. Um, but or yeah, it's five one or one five. But it's um, for, you know, before I formed you, I knew you. I appointed you prophet to the nations, and and like I had to like I had to think about like I, that big that that was something I had to learn to embrace and like 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 yes. My parents birthed me, and they brought me like they got. They were the vessels who God happened to choose. He could have chose any vessels, but He chose them to be the ones who my, my father, whose lineage I came through, and my my mother, whose womb I came through. But like I'm, but I'm God. Like I don't belong to them. I'm not their property. And my whole life, I lived feeling like I was my dad's property because he would always put us on guilt trips. You know, one five. One five. So it is one five. Okay, yeah. You know, he would put us on guilt trips a lot because there's that, there's that pride. There's that you gotta have it together, and we could. He he was never wrong. I mean, when I tell you, I'm talking about somebody who was never wrong. Like, I'm talking about. You know, this is kind of an extreme example, but like, I mean, li like literally, like I mean, I could. Literally see him, like, you know, I don't know, like just kick the next door neighbor's dog like he would never do that but like 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 i just saw you kick the next door neighbor's dog and it's like well what you don't understand is is that i just <laughs> and it's like wait a minute you clearly just kicked it like the, the dog was chilling like you just kicked him because he was in your yard well what you don't understand is that i had to pay 300 dollars to get this this grass fixed and so because of that the the dog was in the wrong because the dog was in my and it's like oh my gosh just just say that you know that was not right so that I can have an example of, of what not to do, like, or, or so that you can show me like how to deal with life and how to, how to crush pride before it, mm. it gets bigger. Cause I don't want yeah. that. You know what I mean? And so all those things were things that like over time I needed, I was like, I got to talk to my dad. And so I, I, I had a conversation with him. Yeah. It was about a year ago this time. And I and I just literally like I just poured out my heart to him for about two hours, and I and when I tell you that was the toughest conversation I've ever had. I, I definitely had fear, but I, I knew I had to do it, and it was also the most freeing because I. Let me ask you this before you say some more. Okay. What made it so important? Like, why at that point was it like I gotta do this now? It was so important to me because it was it was eating away at my heart um it was eating away at just like kind of who i am like it was like i felt like i was i was trying to break free from these chains of like of these from these this these this bondage this stronghold of just like like having to pretend that everything is one way and like pretending and living a lie and trying to be perfect and putting on a mask like i was like and i felt like because especially because i was still living with him at the time i was like i can't continue to live with you and pretend like everything is okay we got issues in our family and there's a lot going on and you just pretend like it's nothing you just pretend like it's nothing. You just walk around and you act like everything's cool. And it's like, and you, we don't have a real relationship. So I think the thing that was pressing for me was just in my growth, I was trying to break free from the, from that, from the chains that I was living in of like living, of like living in daddy's world. Like I'm in debt. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I had already been off of my, I mean, I've been on my own. I mean, on my own in terms of doing my own thing. I traveled the world. Like I'm a platinum selling producer and I'm not trying to, like like uh, boast or anything. I'm just saying like I've done great things on my own outside of being like like totally just like what God has opened door. You know what I mean? I've traveled and played with all these mm -hmm. artists and written and produced for great major people, all that stuff, great accomplishments and this and that and the other. But it's like all that's great, but like I still feel bogged down. I still feel like this man has control over me. Mm. I feel like he has this control over me, like. Because everywhere I go, I would never confront issues with him. I would never talk to him. And none of my siblings would. You know, none of my siblings would talk to him about stuff. And it was like, and I was like, yo, y'all tripping, man. We like, like, you know, he would say stuff like, <laughs> he would say stuff like, um, he would say stuff like, you know, well, you know, the Bible says, 
honor your mother and father. You know, and it's like, or, or children obey your parents. And it's like, well, time out. First of all, I'm not a child. <laughs> so that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't, um, as an adult, honor my, my parents. But it would be like he would use that to manipulate his point and to say yeah. to make himself look right. And it's like, I'm not dishonoring you by telling you the truth, because the same scripture that you read, same Bible that you read, the same Bible that I read talks a whole lot about sin. And there are things that you're doing and have done that I don't agree with and that, that God does not agree with. So it's mm -hmm. like that. And that's difficult. Man. How do you check your How do you check your, your parents? Like, how do you <laughs> right. how you check your Like who? You know what I'm saying? How do you check your parents? Like, you know. You know, it's like, man, and I, how do I check my dad? And like, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to smooth cuss him out. Like, I was mad because I was pouring my heart out to him about things I've been to, and he was being very self righteous, very self righteous about everything that I said. Like, well, well, that's well, this is this this is this is this, and yada 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 yada, mm. and this is this is this way, and well, well, you should be you shouldn't be doing this, this. And I'm thinking, you're trying to like, like. You're just trying to flip everything like 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 you're doing wrong right now and you're trying to make me like I'm doing wrong. Like mm -hmm. you like he's just he was he's like the king of like reverse stuff. And so that um yeah that that was it, it was so pressing because I I've dealt with that for so many years. Imagine like imagine that like for 33 like for the well at the time 32 cuz I turned 33 last year but like for 32 years like I've lived my life with all of this, like, like guilt trips, and you know, you got to be perfect, and every, like, like every, like nobody, like everybody else can be, can have faults except for this one man in the world. Like he can never do wrong. Like, and it's like, bro, come on, man. Like, who's checking you? Who are your accountability partners? Because I didn't have accountability because you didn't teach me to have accountability. So I suffered in some of the ways and I made some poor decisions, some similar to you, some my own, <clears throat> yeah. because you didn't teach me to have boundaries. You didn't teach me that when I'm on the road and these these crazy females are coming at me <laughs> to like, yo, tell, you know, hey, call somebody into the, you know what I mean? And and granted, I wasn't, I, I, to be honest, and I'm not trying to save face, but I, I was never, I've never been that dude to act a fool on the road. I really haven't been, but that doesn't mean that I, I did still entertain some conversations and some entertain some things that I probably just shouldn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, you know, it was like you, you, you didn't teach me to have boundaries totally outside of, um, <clears throat> totally outside of re relationship between uh, men and women, that type of, just like boundaries in life. Like, like, Hey, like actually no, you can't, um, pay me tomorrow because i've already done my work mm. <laughs> yeah. so yeah you need to go to the bank and get that at the atm playboy because like, i would let people play me sometimes like and it'd be like are you serious like where other people would look at me and be like oh, i know caleb don't play that yeah i would let people play me sometimes not often but sometimes i would just deal with stuff when i i could easily be like hey man that's not okay like uh, i'm about to wait on this you know what i mean having boundaries um so yeah, I mean, I, I could I could say a lot about what led me to it, but <clears throat> it just was living a life of pretending. You know what I mean? Living a life of trying to trying to trying to trying to live up to this thing that was just not honest. Um, and um, one thing about that too, I'll share real quick. Like God revealed some things to me about. <clears throat> I told me earlier I mentioned pride and manipulation. Mm -hmm. And um, so for a quick second, I'm going to delve into something that a lot of people is taboo to them, but it is like spiritual warfare and like demonic forces of oppression. Like it's real and people don't like to talk about it. They get uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, he said demon. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Oh no, we don't do that. And we don't in deliverance <laughs> and oh my gosh, these churches and oh, and, and, how, and all that. We don't do that. But like it's real because Ephesians 6 very clearly says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. <laughs> but against principalities and spiritual forces of darkness spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places powers yeah. of darkness like what do you think that means it's not just this is not allegory y'all this is god's word <laughs> like and so all that god has shown me so much about spiritual warfare and one of the things that god revealed to me that in my bloodline that he is i see that he's chosen me to be one to break it so so that my <clears throat> future generations and even 
my siblings can just see and like we can all break free from these things there's two specific spirits i'm telling you it's crazy what god started revealing to me i was in a i was i had a really good friend of mine i was hanging out with him and then his wife came home and she has a gift of prayer so she started praying and she was, she was just praying for me. And she was like, she's just like really prophetic. She just was going in and like, in the name of Jesus, I just like, boom, 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 boom. She was hitting this like left, right, boom, 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 this. And I was like, this girl is anointed. And so she said something. She was just like, she was like, I can just see. She was like, she was just like, just declaring some things on me. She was like, you know, the anointing on your life is so strong. And I could just see how God is going to use you in the future. Like with healing for music, when you play People are going to be healed. When, when you, she just was like, I'm just telling you. I was like, whoa, I receive it. I was like, okay, Lord. But then she was like looking at me. She said, I can, it's like, I can see. It's like this, like the enemy's been attacking you. There's like a Leviathan spirit. And I was like, you know, that, like, you hear that stuff. It's like, that sounds like, what's that? That's some church stuff. Leviathan, the spirit <laughs> of Leviathan. I command you to leave. Like, like, no, but like, this is real. We joke about it and we think it's just, we think it's just, you know, Benny Hinn, throw the thing. Like, like that stuff is real. Like, yes, there are some fakers in the world. Um, Benny Hinn is not one of them, actually. That's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> despite <laughs> what y'all might think, that brother got power. But, um, like, <clears throat> I, I, I realized when she said that, it made me go, go real. I never forgot that name, Leviathan. She was like, it's like a Leviathan spirit. It's like, it's, I can see it. It's like. I can see like above your head, like it's just trying to trying to crush you. And I was like, whoa, what does that mean? And so she said, but you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. Like it's 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 dealt with. And so I went and I, I Googled Leviathan. I remembered it like two days later. And when I tell you the heavens opened up for information of things I have been going through my entire life. And, and the predicament that I was currently in, battling severe depression and anxiety, I found this link to this guy, I forgot his name, Nelson something, Nelson Schumann, he's got a ministry, a deliverance ministry, and where, you know, like dealing with people who are, who are oppressed by spiritual forces of darkness, we don't, we don't, again, we don't talk about these things, but like, I, I, I was like, what is Leviathan, is, what is that, like, so it just, basically Leviathan spirit, is, it's the spirit of pride, <laughs> Like it is a spirit of pride, and 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 it, you, when you look at the scripture, it's a uh, Proverbs chapter six. It talks about first of all Leviathan in the Bible. I think he's talked about only a couple of times. I think Job is one of the times he's talked about. But it basically it, he was like it was Leviathan was like a sea creature. It was like a seven headed sea creature, and it was just like in the Bible talks about like who could stop Leviathan? Only God Himself. Who could stop Leviathan? Like he was strong, and like no one could stop this sea monster. Um, whatever the case may be. Um, some people in some, some in some translations it's been um, recognized as like being a crocodile whatever the I don't know what that means but it it's tied to pride and so that Proverbs 6 is, is I forget which verse um, maybe 610 but Proverbs 6 is, is a verse that says there are six things that the Lord hates and I had I memorized it I did this whole hand motion so I could not forget it it's like there's six <laughs> things the Lord hates yes seven which are an abomination to him a proud look or, or haughty eyes, depending on which person you read. A proud look, a lying tongue, a heart that devises wicked plans, hands that shed innocent blood, feet that run rapidly to wickedness, a false witness who utter lies, and, and one who spreads strife among the brethren, or among yeah. brethren, right? I committed that to memory because the Lord was like, I need you to remember this. Because what you've been battling, the enemy works in all of these ways. Pride, 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 pride. And so that that spirit, I'm mentioning that because that like we there are things that we deal with sometimes that are generational. And when you we don't realize that we make a just like how just like how we we go into covenant by through salvation with the Lord. We're in covenant with the Lord. We are we are eternally secured. You can also go into covenant with the enemy. Now you may still be eternally secured. That's not going to break your salvation because we clearly know there's no scripture telling you you can lose it. But that doesn't mean that you will not struggle on the earth because you give the enemy access to you to your soul. Yeah, your spirit, man. You may have the Holy Spirit alive in you, and He will guide you and lead you. But you, you like. Make it no mistake about it. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the people who he wants to come after the most are God's people. So you, if you're ignorant to spiritual warfare, and it's just like, oh, we don't want to talk about that. Oh, the Bible, you know, well, that's, you know, we don't want to, you know, like, 
I had to realize like there's some stuff in my lineage. I started reading about the Leviathan spirit. Yo, I was like, what is going on? If you have, if you're, if you ever had a parent who was a little harsh on you and, or, and they've dealt with, they were kind of prideful or this, or if you ever dealt with like symptoms of this or this, I was like, it was crazy. If you've anybody in your family ever uh, dealt with, uh, any of the like any level of masonry or any of or ever dealt in the occult like any like i found out like i was i remember my, remember my mother telling me that my grandfather her her dad great man he was a pastor everything back then they didn't know what they were doing he was but he was a mason probably the very lowest level but he had you know they did it for like social you know like you know it was just kind of to give him you know give him a little edge but he didn't like you you entered into covenant with the enemy because you had to keep it a secret Cause I remember my mom telling me, yeah, well, we couldn't really talk about it. You know, he, he couldn't tell us about it. He couldn't really tell us about it. And I was like, I never knew any detail about that. I just remember her saying that a few years ago and it was just like, it yeah. went and it passed away. But I, the Holy Spirit reminded me and I'm reading all this information that this guy is, it's just revelation about like stuff I've been going through my whole life. Like rejection. If you've, if you've dealt with rejection, blah, 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 you may be under attack by, you know, this particular spirit, which ties into, I don't want to go, go off too much, but this is just stuff that I've learned. And I hope that it helps other people. Um, but that, and then also um, the Jezebel spirit. I don't want to go too deep into like, I don't want to go too, super deep into like spiritual warfare, but I just want to <laughs> just like connect these dots and things that I like to share what, where I've been through and where I've gone. The Jezebel spirit is um, in short, everybody thinks it's like, oh, that's the sexy spirit. And, you know, you know, you know, she's just trying to be sexy and she's just promiscuous and yada, 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 yada. But when you study out Jezebel and what she, Jezebel had daddy issues. Her daddy was not really there for her. She had issues and she had wrestling, wrestling with issues with her daddy. She was controlling. So she became controlling. She just wanted to control. And she came specifically against the prophet. She was, she came against Elijah. So the so Jezebel spirit is just a spirit of manipulation and control. Now <clears throat> you can imagine how <coughs> manipulation and control can tie into um, um, uh, sexuality or just like, or sex in general, or being promiscuous, yeah. sure, those could be signs of, if you battle with rejection, yeah, you're going to probably want to feel affirmed by other people, which means that you're going to put up a mask because you got to pretend you're a certain way because you never got it. So you got to act like it or you're going to look for it in other people. And then you're going to, in turn, become manipulating because you want what you want because you didn't get it from the people who were supposed to give it to you. Yeah, It's a lot of stuff that I can go into and I don't want to, so I don't want to go. But like, I got started revealing things to me and I was like, yo, I got to break this stuff off of my like i gotta break this like you have to declare I, I, I gotta go to war for my future for my family for my life for my mind because i'm being tormented every day yo after that day that i, I ate that marijuana edible i'm telling you my life changed and within like two two three three months later i was having crazy thoughts like every day like blank god Blank Jesus, like, like I was like, why am I hearing these thoughts? Like, it wasn't like a voice I was hearing. But some people that happens, like they hit the because spiritual forces of darkness are real. Like it's not a game. But I would be having crazy thoughts all the time. And I'm like, God, what is wrong? Like this is not my thoughts, God. And I couldn't figure out where all this came. But this is all because think about it. The example that I had, I wasn't covered in the way that I needed to be, and so I had this example of pretend, pretend, pretend. And then when life hit me for real, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I kept pretending and then that pride got in my way and I ended up making some poor decisions. And then I realized, boom, 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 all this stuff I need to deal with. And I just, I, I really realized that the importance of having a conversation with the people um, that, that I, that I, that, that, that raised me, both my mother and my father, because I love my mother, but I learned some bad things from her too. I learned how to, how I learned to kind of uh, uh, deal with things, to just put, like, put up with things rather. Like, just put up with things. Like, wait, no, like, no, you shouldn't just put up with things. Like, you need to, like, you need to address things. You need to talk to people. You need to, t hey, hey, this is not okay. Hey, what's up? Whoa, hey, no, that's not cool. No, I'm not going to let it slide. No, we got to, if you don't confront things in your life, if you don't confront, I'm not saying you're going to walk around and be this walking ball of confrontation but what, what what was jesus jesus was you know we use this expression he was the lion and the lamb right so i mean a lion is definitely not friendly is not like a lion is confrontational <laughs> a lion is like going for it you know what i mean and so i know i kind of went, went on to a couple of different paths but 
they're all tying into like the path that I, 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 I had to get on to and, and still am on, like just in growing and learning. But I had to accept like I had to accept that my dad was <clears throat> not the hero that I, that I wanted him to be. I mean, I, I realized that years ago, but I also had to accept that like nothing's going to like I can't change him. Mm-hmm. I can't change him and but I can live but I can still love him from a distance I can still love him from a distance and I can be free I don't have to walk around with the chains of pretending I don't have to walk around with that same baggage that he is living with right now currently still walking around in pride and acting like everything's cool and acting like he's living the way he's supposed to all the time when he's not and he knows he's not but it's scary because it's like man God I like God have you turned him over to a reprobate mind like uh, that's a scary thing to think about mm. and so i pray for him often and we don't have a great relationship because um you know when i see him he just pretends like every time like, i saw him christmas and he's like hey what's up and i go over and it's like he acts like everything is cool and i'm just like all right but i definitely gave it to him like <laughs> in that meeting and that was hard let me ask you this so you have this hard conversation with dad he doesn't respond, I guess, in the way that you would desire. Like, not taking any ownership sounds like mm-hmm. attempting to maybe justify himself. Um, so, how do, you, how have you been able to go about, like, one establishing but maintaining <clears throat> those boundaries that you think you need to have? Because you mm. you said I've learned how to love him from a distance and. Mm. I think sometimes in relationships with parents, that's hard because it's like, they're my parent. And so I don't want to just disrespect them. But also sometimes you find yourself in that situation where it's like, this is unhealthy for me. Or this is not assisting me in growing and becoming the person that I want to be. Or you're not open to having the conversation that I'm attempting to have Mm. so that we can build this relationship. Mm. Does, does, my, does my question make sense? I think so, yeah. Um, I, I think that the thing for me has been um, not allowing, like, I, I've had to learn, actually, India, my, my fiance, she's the one that's helped me with this because she's a beast at this. Like, she's, because she's, she's got her own story of stuff that she's had, she's had to walk through. So she's learned, taught me so well how to, like, shut down foolishness. Like, for, like, people who are controlling and they're manipulating and they're just not willing to be like they want to make you upset like usually people who are controlling manipulating they want to get to you they want they want they they got it they want to get to you they want to control the narrative so the more information that you give them the more they're going to twist in it so the less you say the best so when i like when i talk to my dad when i talk to my dad i just i don't give um i don't give a lot of information like i just I keep it real basic, like, okay. you know what I mean? And, 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 um, you know, should there t- come a time where he wants to be, be more honest and I'm, I'm open to that. But like, basically for me, I just loving from a distance looks like, I mean, I, 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 I don't really call him much. I don't really, I don't really, like we just, because mind you a year ago in this conversation, I said to him, I said, what, what do you, I said, what should I expect from you? I said, I just want my father. Like, I just want you. I just need you to father me. And this is tough, y'all, but this is real life. I said, what what, what should I expect from you? I, just, I really just need my father. Like, I need you to father me. Like, we don't have a real relationship. Like, it's not real. It's not real. Like, you don't know me. Like, and, and he didn't like hearing that, but he, he heard it. And I asked him, basically, he was like, he was like, well, what can I do? Well, what can I do different? Like, you know, and I said, just, just call me, like, or just text me. You can just text me once a week. Like once a week, just once. That's really sad to, to like have to set that as the as, as the, like the expectation. But like I was like, just even that. Text me once a week and just say, hey son, how are you doing? Like, how are you? Like, is everything going okay? How's the wedding planning going? How's the, are you doing okay? Just do that. Like, and I'll be cool. Like that'll be a start because you don't do that at all. Like you only call me when you need something. And we were we were living in the same house, but you literally don't talk to me unless there's a game on and I just happen to walk in and 
you're about to eat some dinner and I'm just sitting down at the table and you're in the living room laying down and then you just happen to be like so or or if we're just randomly walking by each other and you we're talking about music so it was like i asked him i was like just do that i i'm it, it is that was the very beginning of february like february 2nd or 3rd it's february 18 2020 over a year later and i and, and i and i can tell you now my text thread there is not one time that he has texted me or called me just to see how i'm doing like hey just want to see how you're doing not once like not once and that hurts it yeah. sucks it's like yo man i want you to I want you to be my life. Like, like, I, like, I, I forgive you for all the stupid stuff you've done. I've done stupid stuff too. <laughs> like, it's cool. I might hit a point of finger. I just want you to, to talk to me. I just want you to be in my life and like, and help me sometimes and like help me to not do the same things you did. But God has, God has sent me God sins, you know. And so, so, all that to say that for me, I just, I, I've got to a place where I've learned to, um, keep it, keep it basic and, um, and to. To make do my part, like, you know, um, am I reaching out a lot? No, I'm not. Am I hitting him saying, hey, dad, how are you doing? No, I'm not. Um, is that because I'm bitter or angry? No, I can be honest with myself enough. And I don't think it, it's not because I'm, I'm angry or bitter. It's just that I like after trying, like I tried to pursue, like I pursued you and you talk smack about my back, behind my back to, to, to people like, like, mm. like he would tell my pastor stuff. It's like, bro, this is my pastor. Like just make up stuff. Like, oh yeah. Complaining about things. And it's like, yo, this is weird, bro. Like just talk to me. That's all you have to, all you have to do. Like don't tell people things about how you don't like this about me or how you don't like that about me or you're frustrated about just come talk to me. Cause I'm an open book. You got my number. Don't say, well, you know, you know, you talk to Kate more than I do. You know more about what's going on than I do. And I'm like, that's because you don't call me like so i just i just pray for him and when i go and visit my mother um i you know i just um i, I hate to say that i i, I hope he's not there sometimes <laughs> that's kind of not the most exciting thing to say but like i that's real but though. it's honest you know like like sometimes just, i'm like hey i'd just rather just see mom today you know mm -hmm. and so i just go and i'll talk to her and love on her and if he's around and cool, I mean, I talk to him and, you know, it's, it's brief because it's, it's always, this is the thing. It will always be, um, I use the word uncomfortable. It will always be some level of this, uh, I don't know if I say discomfortable. How can you be comfortable with a lie? Mm -hmm. Like, how can you live your life and be like, if I walk into, if I walk into a room and it's just nothing but darkness. Like I, I'm, I can't. I'm not gonna be. You're every time you walk in a room where there's darkness, you can't like not see it. That doesn't mean that every time I see my dad, I see darkness. That's not what I'm saying. Cause my dad taught me Jesus. He taught me a lot of things. But, but how much further on the other end could I have gone? How many times I, I'm grateful for the grace of God on my life? Because how many other people, some who may even be listening, who have seen their parents pretend and do this 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 and it made them be like you know what blank god blank if all this i don't even care like i'm gonna go all the way to the left like and sure. and that's just where they are like they just went smooth left like i'm grateful that i didn't fall all the way left I, I have my moments and i'm definitely very imperfect um and no better than anybody else falling short just more than anybody else or whatever you know but like I just, you can't help but see, like you can't help but be like, man, it's, it's sad. But I so I I've learned to just pray for him, and I don't set my expectation. Um, I don't have the expectation. Um, of like a real relation, I just don't have. The, I just don't expect it. I just, I know I know that I should expect that he's going to pretend. He's going to mm. likely say some something manipulative uh you know at some point within the months in, in a conversation or a text or he's gonna not be honest about something or or is or that pride is gonna show up like because i'm telling you when i had that combo with them i'm talking i'm talking about it was just like this is a brick wall right here like mm -hmm. i'm like hey man so i just did it up okay well da, 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 boom. it's like it's rejected like everything like nope it's on you nope it's on you nope it's on you you know, um, 
I don't know if that answers the question or not, but like. It does. I think so. Yeah. Because we were talking about the boundaries and like how you go about setting them up. So yeah. it sounds like some of it is managing your expectations, mm-hmm. having realistic expectations mm-hmm. about what is there. It sounds like in the beginning you asked a question too, though, of him, like, what can I expect from you? Mm-hmm. And didn't like push on to him like, you got to do this. You gave a suggestion of, hey, once a week you can reach out to me, but it was, sounds like, an opportunity where he could give input to that as well um, to what could help you all to be able to like progress and move forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. And praying for him. Like, yeah, I think that's a practical way to manage some of the difficulty as well, because you said it best, you can't change him. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that people struggle with in general terms and relationships when there are things that, you don't enjoy or you don't prefer or it's not the way you would do them it's easy to be like well they're not doing what i want them to do and it's like well i mean (laughs) you you don't have that power Mm, (laughs) like as much as we would like to we don't have the power to make people do what we want them to do um Mm -hmm. and and that's okay like the only thing that you can control is yourself and how you choose to move forward and process and like deal with this stuff and and i think that's always good to remember because you're responsible for your actions and your behavior and what you do. You have to give an account for that. Um, yep. That's good stuff, man. This is so good. I, 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 I appreciate you sharing and being open and transparent about something that probably isn't like the happiest thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> it's not, but it's, if you know, I believe that God allows us all to go through things so that we can help make other people better. And so that if somebody's like, hey, listen, yo, don't don't fall into these same trap. Like, don't let pride be your friend. Like, don't let manipulation and control be. Don't let fear be your friend. Like, go address things because because anything that goes unaddressed like this wound on my arm right now, it is not going unaddressed. It is going addressed. I have I do have on long sleeve right now, <laughs> but, but like, you know, if you if 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 you don't address things, they are not going to go away. They never go away. Like issues don't go away. And 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 whether it's parents, whether it's whoever. Um, But especially with parents, man, there's just this thing that went like I had to like it took me 33, 32 years to realize I'm a grown man. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, at least. In terms of like, like I'm not gonna like 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 bucking up to my dad in in whatever capacity. That don't mean I'm finna swing on you like that. But like it's like, yo, I'm I'm a man. <laughs> like I'm I'm a fully grown man. Like I'm paying bills and I'm and um yeah, I was living with him for a while, but I was paying stuff there too. But I mean, and I've been in my own place for some time now. But it's like like I'm I'm a fully. I've been paying other bills and I'm I'm paying bills. I'm 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 I'm. I'm, you know, taking about to be taking care of my own family. Like I'm getting married. Like I'm like, like I'm actually a grown man, and it's like, I have to be able to live my life and live the way that God. Like I am Caleb. I'm not yeah. just. I'm not just Caleb Sean Mick Campbell. I'm I like they gave me the name Caleb, and I walk in it. You know what I mean? If I'm true to my name, boy. Caleb means wholehearted. <laughs> Literally, like if you break it down, and it's it's a it's a Hebrew name, and it's like Kalev. I actually met a guy from Israel who told me how to say it, and it's like it's oh, there's one that there's like there's like a Kalev and Kalev. One means dog, and then but the name one is the name one means like with your whole heart, wholehearted. And it's like yeah, so like you know right. like anyways, that's a little side note, so y'all know what my name is. But like <laughs> I like you know what I'm saying? That's who I am. Like I'm Caleb. I'm God's son. I am like I'm all that he says I am. I you know what I mean? Like I am a son of adoption. What Romans eight mm-hmm. talks about. I'm a I'm a son of adoption by the Spirit of God. Like like I have I'm an heir to Christ. I have the right to peace of mind. And so if I'm not if I'm walking around with man, I just you know what happened years ago when I was younger and all this. If I'm walking, if I'm living with that, and I gotta carry it, I gotta pretend like none of this happened, and I gotta do, it, and I gotta never address it. And then my dad made me upset, but I gotta never address it. And I don't like the way he treats my mother, but I gotta address it. I can't, I'm not gonna address it. I'm not, gonna, or I don't like this. I don't like this. That it's like, like I can't, like 
I have the right to peace of mind. I'm an heir mm-hmm. to God. Peace of mind is something that he says we can choose. <laughs> like it's something that belongs to me. So I can't live in peace of mind if I'm allowing confusion and uh, toxic thoughts. If I'm allowing like toxic state of being to just exist with me. I can't like I can't live in peace of mind. There's no way to do yeah. it. You yeah. know. They're the opposite of each other. This has been a nice little, nice little, uh, nice little time. Like, yeah, you know, I'll keep going. I'm, I, you know, Listen, I, I really will. We, you know, I don't know how long we're probably gonna have to have you back on for part two point five. Part two point five. Uh, <laughs> this is this is part one and a half. Well, one to two. <laughs> one to two. Well, I hope it's been. So helpful. we go. We gonna have two point five. Um, no, this has been really, really good. I really appreciate, like I said, you sharing. And, and my hope is that those that are listening can relate or find um, encouragement in some of the words that were said today. Now, on a completely far left of the note, if the people would like to follow you or find <laughs> you out on the World Wide Web on social media... How can they find you to follow Caleb John? If the people would like to find me, which is very simple. Um, there's a few ways you can. One, Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty much on there. I, I stay pretty current on there. Instagram. My Instagram is um, at Caleb Sean. So C-A-L-E-B-S-E-A-N, Caleb Sean. Um, that's, I have a Caleb Sean uh, Facebook artist page. My website, excuse me, is uh, CalebSean.com. Um, I need to do some updating on that. So <laughs> y'all can still go check it out. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. I am currently working on uh, my album, which has been many, many years coming. Woo, woo, woo. I actually just, um, is my recorded. song going to be on it's there. Absolutely, that's all I want. I just about. got through working on it last week. Literally. Like I went and recorded, like we got about 85% of it done. Yeah, so yes. So yeah. So that's, so y'all be looking out for that. I'm definitely, uh, and the, I mean, and in, in, in my music, all of this stuff, like, Yo, you gonna hear it? I mean, not like I'm mad at my daddy. Now I won't talk to him. <laughs> no, not that. Like, not that. <laughs> but like, you know. You have no sense. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Like, you know, like me breaking free. That's like, hey man, like, like what's honest, you'll get it. I promise you. You, you you'll get yeah. that in my music. I believe that's what what um, what ministry and artistry should be. Yeah. That's what's up. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being here on the Heart Convos podcast. We really appreciate it, Caleb Sean. It's our pleasure to have you here. Um, hey, to all hey. the listeners out there, thank you for listening. Amen. Good day. Wow. Wow. Raffinate, how was that? It was good. I thought it, it was a lot of great information, good topics hit on, nuggets were dropped. Part one and part two. Um, right. If you have not listened to part one, make sure that you do that. He talks more about his struggle with perfectionism, I feel like, in part one. But really in part two, we get this like front row seat into his relationship with his dad and just kind of all the challenges that have come with that. What are um, a few things for you that stood out? Mm, just the way he had to set up healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm with his dad after attempting to have a conversation mm. and it didn't go in a way that he would identify as well like can we just talk about really that respond. i mean that in and of itself like building up the courage to actually confront your dad and to talk to him about something that's like deep and heavy on your heart and then not to necessarily say it was rejection, but to feel rejected by him. Like he wouldn't go there with you. He wouldn't meet you in your vulnerability. Like that's hard um, with anybody, specifically like a parent. So if there are people who are listening, Raffiné, who have had those same experiences in some way or the other, what's what's a, a key tip that you can give them in recovering from something like that? How do you bounce back from something like that and not pretty much say, forget the whole world, like <laughs> I'm done? I think you remind yourself of the fact that the point of having conversations is not for the response of the other person. It's for you so that you can 
have it off your chest so that you can be at peace so that you can say that you've done your part and what the other person chooses to do I think that's outside of your control and so I would remind myself like hey I did my part I made an attempt they didn't respond that's outside of my control it doesn't equal xyz about me because Mm -hmm. they didn't respond the way that Mm -hmm. I want to and be confident in that like if I was genuine I did my part I attempted and tried to be open and not accusatory then I think it just has to be something you just have to acknowledge and like I said feel confident in yourself that you've done your part that's all you're responsible for is your part that's really really good I know a lot of times you can go into a heart combo or um and and really come out just feeling like something is wrong with you if you didn't get the response that you were expecting or if things didn't go the way you wanted them to go. So that's a great reminder for us to to know that, hey, we are only responsible for ourselves and a person's response in a conversation doesn't dictate who we are or anything specific about us. So I think just one more thing I would like to highlight from the conversation is the difficulty well, okay, so I think one more thing I'd like to highlight from the conversation is um, how Caleb expressed the difficulty of trying to do life with someone who isn't willing to change or isn't willing to acknowledge their need for growth. Um, How do you do life with someone like that? Or is that one of those lines where it's like, oh, once we get to this point, that's when you start cutting people off? I think this is a question you want to answer. No. <laughs> no, ma'am. Mm-mm. Not me. I don't have no answer for that. <laughs> I mean, in the context of, I think it just goes back to the boundaries. It goes back to if, so in this scenario, it's a parent. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not in a place where you want to just completely cut off having a relationship with your parent. Mm-hmm. Then. You establish healthy boundaries. You set limits for what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, and work within those limits. So if that means, hey, I am willing to, you know, spend time with my parent in in these spaces, or I'm willing to reach out to my parent this often, or I'm not willing to allow my parent to do this, this, this. Just setting healthy boundaries for yourself because I think sometimes people think that immediately equals I need to cut someone off. And I don't think that's always true. I just think sometimes you have to reevaluate. Agreed. And then set those limits for mm-hmm. how do you want to engage? How do you want to continue to engage in this relationship? Because for sure. you just don't have to continue to expose yourself at the same level. Maybe that you had been previously. Sure. If, if they're not willing to acknowledge or change or even notice that something is worth changing no that's good and I I agree wholeheartedly you know I'm not one to encourage cutting anyone off (laughs) ever uh it kind of goes against the way that I'm that I'm wired I'm not saying that it's not necessary but you more than likely won't get that as a bit of advice from me not before I give you 17 other things that you need to try (laughs) before we even have that conversation and I think you're right like we are talking about a parent so Um, I'm sure there are listeners who um, have had to have really difficult conversations with their parents and make difficult decisions about what does it look like to engage with parents that may be unhealthy or toxic or um, unwilling to change. I would say, to your point, there are degrees of um, interaction that I think come before a cutoff, you know, and I wish more people would explore those like, hey, this relationship isn't healthy in this way, or we've had a hard time establishing healthy boundaries. So um, maybe there does need to be more space or our our connection times need to be more controlled, or um, I don't need to find myself in the space with this person one-on-one. You get what I mean? Like evaluating ways that you can engage that might not 
trigger the unhealth that is real in your in your relationship until the person is in a space where maybe they can have those conversations or is willing to change and has grown or matured. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I think that to your point, you can modify your interactions without being like, all right, cutting you off, never talking to you again, um, which I feel like we hear that in, in Caleb's story, you know, kind of the transition, that gradual change that had to happen. Um, and I don't think they're in the ideal place, right? But um, but they have room to grow, you know? And so I think that it just speaks back to something he said in the first episode, just about exposing things. So when he used the example of the wound that he had on his arm, it's able to heal the more time that it's uncovered and exposed to air. And I think the same is true in relationships is when we are able to uncover things Mm. that are difficult or that are kind of nasty or mm -hmm. not as fun to look at a little gory it allows us an opportunity to like really see what it is and heal it versus trying to slap a band-aid on it and say okay hurry up and scab up Mm -hmm. um and what happens a lot of times is people don't end up really healing they just kind of cover it and then something happens and it's like it's ripped off. And so mm-hmm. having those conversations allows you that space to just say, let's talk about this nasty thing and then go from there. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, wholeheartedly. Listen, Caleb, Sean, thank you so much again for joining us here on the Heart Combos podcast. And thank you so much for being willing to bear your soul, your story, you know, and let us into um, some very intimate places, you know, in your journey. We appreciate you. Thank you for setting the standard for being an example to men all over the world (laughs) as they hear you share vulnerably about what your relationship with your father has looked like, just what it has looked like in life to be um, just successful, but also intentional and authentic and and real in in all the different ways and a child of God. Thank you for that. And so uh, we love you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Um, Listeners, Heart Combos family, thank you for tuning in with us in this season two with rocking with us, with all of our guests, all the variety that we've had on the show. Um, If you're in the Patreon family, we appreciate you. Um, Your generosity allows us to do things like this. So thank you so much for your giving. And if you are ever interested in becoming a patron, you can do that at patreon.com slash heart convos. All right, y'all. Well, until next time, I want you guys to remember it is not a hard conversation. It is a heart conversation. Until the next episode, peace. Bye,